Welcome back, everybody. It's a brand new episode of Outside the Huddle. Uh, we've got the the OGs back again this week. James is back with us. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Much. Uh, I've enjoyed my holiday. Mm. Didn't go abroad. You know, I wasn't that silly. I didn't go to Portugal and had to rush back or anything. I went to uh, Costa del Great Yarmouth. Mm. And a fantastic time. It was good. Good. I um, believe my parents were there this uh, last ooh. week. So you really? might have seen them. Yeah. So I could have seen Mr. Paul. Yeah, my I think my dad told me that Andy was going on holiday at the same place as him. And I said, I don't think Andy is. <laughs> he's not got his mixed up again. <laughs> I, I I don't think he's getting mixed up anymore. I think he's just Doing you are pass. you are the other like whichever one he says. No. Just assume he's talking to the other one. Okay. So did you say he was in Great Armour last yeah. week? Yeah, yeah, he was. Oh, I passed him. Uh, yeah, I, I'm saying that, and now now I'm not convinced. But <laughs> we'll find out later. Yeah, exactly. you can ask him later on when he comes on. Chase Falkin, is he? I mean, I think we are is. like the BTS. Daniel, yeah. Do you know who BTS are? He had his autograph book at the ready. <laughs> this people have said, I don't know who, but I've heard people say this is possibly the biggest reunion since Friends on Sky. Yeah, maybe. I saw, and James Corden was busy. Hmm. <laughs> as long yeah. as it's not the in-betweeners reunion we're doing Let's all right um, yeah so it's part two of our divisional previews and we're moving on to AFC East uh, just a bit deeper dive into each division uh, look at how it's shaping up for the coming season um, James before we start that I'll put you on the spot because this will test you. You might have listened to last week's episode. I don't know. He probably hasn't. Shaking his head. Give us a quick uh, prediction of who's going to win that division. What division was it? <laughs> <laughs> I listened. Yeah. Um, that was yes. I I think we did. I, did you actually mention anything? For I said I can't remember. I threw I, questions in, but we didn't. Uh, we didn't go over your actual prediction. So my prediction was the Ravens will win. Um, and I believe, I can't remember what I said win-wise or anything like that, but I think they win with a couple of wins over the Browns. I think the Browns, I think I might have had it like 10-7, scrape the back door sort of job. Um, and I think the Steelers will have a winning record, but I don't think they quite make it this year. But my my outlook on it was, I just, I think the Ravens have been set and built and they're still a really fairly good team, especially when it comes to the regular season, but I think they're the team to beat. I still think the Steelers are better than people were going to say. But I, I am worried about the Big Ben thing now. He dropped off a cliff last year. He could easily have an injury. Even if he doesn't, I'm not convinced they're going to be great on offense. So I just think the Browns are a good all-round team. They're going to have ups and downs this year. But I do think they end up winning 10 games, probably doing enough for the playoffs. But I don't think they're going to be at that level that everyone's expecting. Is scraping the back door a common phrase? <laughs> It is in my house. Okay. Fair <laughs> Keep it local, people. That's all I say. Fair enough. Um, right. So, onwards. Um, let's start with the Pats, because I know how much James will be itching to talk about them. Um, 11 years on the bounce, divisional winners. Uh, obviously, massive period of domination before the Bills took the title last year. 
given how much change they had going into last season, um, and obviously they had some high-profile opt-outs as well due to COVID, was their season what you expected it to be? Was it worse? Was it better somehow? I would say win ratio. I think it was probably the best I thought they would, would be, really. Um, I did hear some people say that with Cam Newton that might get him to 8, 9, 10 wins but it was never going to be much of an improvement for me I, you know my feelings about Cam Newton but I'd say in my head I thought 6 wins 7 wins would be a fairly successful season given how many opt-outs they had and all the other changes they had it was going to be a hard season so for me I think given how bad they were as well I think the 7 wins was I'm not sure how they got 7 wins but they did and I think that's partly to do with coaching their defence was one of the worst-ranked defences in the league. And the fact they've got Cam Newton, who could complete about six passes every game, I have no idea how they won seven games. So I think they did slightly better than I really predicted. The Jets are in their division. That helps. Uh, that helps. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. They won games. They, they were scrappy. Like, every game they played is scrappy. And when, it, when you play scrappy games where it comes down to who kicks the last field goal, which was it seemed like that was half their season, so... Even when they won, it wasn't impressive. I think the, their record was better than them. Impressive coaching job, I guess. From yeah, that, and that's it. It was it them. Was... Win, that's that was them winning. That's how they won their games. And I think that I goes just... under the radar as well because we all expect Bill Belichick. They had so much success, but this is an example of him and and the decent coaching team he still got. That he actually managed to get seven wins out of that team because yeah. I don't think many other coaches would have done. <laughs> yeah, and if you look at the. Before we even go on to the draft situation, they had that sort of crazy like two two or three days or something where they added um, they added Johnu Smith, Hunter Henry, Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, um, obviously well before the draft. So they've kind of taken care of some of their business um, already, and then generally the highlight of the, the their draft was obviously Mac Jones coming in. So. They've got to be, like, they have to be a much improved side already, don't they? I think, yeah, there is a much improved side just because people are coming back from COVID. Mm. Um, the defence, they've lost some major players. And they've gone down this, what seems to be strength in numbers route. Um, no sort of superstar signings that you're like, this is the game changer. But there's enough of them that if one if they all play fairly well, then as a, as an, as a core... They've got more weapons. I still don't. I still look at their receiving options and think there's no alpha there. There's no no one to throw to who's going to distract defenders. But I don't know as much as Bill Belichick. I know it's a, a, quite the bold statement. <laughs> I'm willing to admit that. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you look at it like I feel like they slightly overpaid for most of their players, but given the fact we don't really care too much about caps, they did have a lot of cap room to play with, so why not use it? I don't see why you wouldn't. So they did overspend, but I think the thing is it's improved. Whatever happens, they've got two tight ends. That's They've lacked a tight end. Even with Gronk, maybe in his last years, it's been two or three years where they've not really been that efficient there. They've now got two. Well, you class in the free agency, the two top options. So that goes back to how they like to play. You've got um, At least you've got some more options on the receiver front, a bit of experience as well. I'm not sure how convinced I am that they're both going to be very good, but they've shown signs at times. So, And you know that the coaching staff are going to play to their strengths. So I'm still not convinced. If Cam Newton's still a starter after like 10 weeks, what any of that would make any difference? Because he's 
not the best at throwing the ball. But if after a few weeks Matt Jones is in or if Matt Jones actually starts, whatever, I think then these options will be, they'll pay off hopefully for them. Well, I say hopefully, I'm not sure if I really hope, but I expect I was just going to ask you, that was one of my next questions. How soon do you think we're going to see Mac Jones? It's a Week tough one. question. Week <laughs> what? Week, I reckon four or five. Probably. Just I wouldn't be surprised to see him like come in at the end of a game when they're losing a few times before getting the starting role. He, he benched Cam a few times last season at the end of games and still started him at, next week. So, um, yeah, maybe that's how he does it. I don't know. If if they go and win their first two games, it could be a different story, James. It could do, yeah. They're going to happen. I'm not going to pretend I know a lot about the people that they drafted, but generally from what I've read, the opinion on their draft performance seems to be quite favourable. Uh, picked up Christian Barmore, which was a, a kind of a, a one that stood out and people seem to be happy about that. Interesting one, though, is uh, running back Ramondre Stevenson in the fourth round. Is there a more difficult situation to work out from, certainly when you're drafting your fantasy teams, than the running back situation in New England? Because it's just like, you know, close your eyes and pick one out, isn't it? They're more the 49ers, isn't it? The, you can have one of six and could be the main guy. Um I've picked up this Stevenson a few times because I'm drafting in a position where I don't know anyone, so I pick a running back. And um, for the same reason you're saying, nobody knows the situation there, so why not? There's this, there's a chance that it's the, the rookie who takes over. Uh, I, I don't know that I've ever heard of him before he got drafted, personally. Um, James, know anything about him? Um, I must say I never really bothered to watch much of him but he was definitely starting to become a move up draft boards just leading up to the draft but I think he I don't think many people had a fourth round grade so it seemed a bit of a reach but there's obviously something in and they really like mm-hmm. he, his stats I looked up his stats previously they've got quite impressive stats so he's just one of those I don't think he's got a lot of experience at the college level so he probably wasn't the top couple of tiers but he's definitely got promise um, and yeah the Patriots went after him in the fourth round so they like him yeah. Um, how many wins for the Patriots next season? I feel like I'm going to completely contradict myself if we start doing this. Cause... <laughs> Just... I'll, I'll, go, I'll go seven. I'm going to probably say seven for most teams this season. <laughs> Seems like a good number. Um, that puts them seven and ten. I, I think we'll get onto it, but the Bills are better than them and the Dolphins are better than them. So they're not going to pick up as many the Jets could improve, probably won't. <laughs> seven or eight, I'll go seven. I'll, okay. okay. Just well, let's, have a, let's have a pick through the divisional rivals. Um, now this is a chance for you both. That may, may, I think you two were. I'm going to say worse than I was last year at this. Um, Miami Dolphins. This is a new season. This is a chance for you to rethink your position on the Dolphins. I know you're a, you're a forgiving man, Paul. We'll do you first. Um, well, Patriot. first of all, I'd, I'd say we were better at it than you, <laughs> um, depending on the way that you're looking at it. But, yeah, I mean, I'm actually 
unsure on where I stand on them. Do I want? I don't want them to do well, but can I see them doing well? Yeah, I think two is going to improve. They got a few more weapons. They drafted well. They they're just a smart team, a smart yeah. franchise at the moment. They're doing everything they do. Most people sort of nod and go, yeah, that seems smart. That seems like the right thing to do. So. The division's there for the taking, in my opinion. Whether or not they can make that leap, I wouldn't be surprised. Do you think... I mean, last season, they showed a lot of people that can... You know, they're, they're clearly building something there. First winning season since 2016. There was a lot. There was that talk in the off-season, early off-season, about <clears throat> question about tour and maybe, oh, Watson might be available and could they put something together. Do you think that was ever really going to be an option not just Watson but were they do you think they were ever close to already moving on from two it's hard if you believe if you read or hear I wouldn't be surprised with the Watson part they was definitely interested I think that's another level even if you like Tua you think well instead of waiting a couple years and not being sure we believe Watson is the guy so I think there was something in that but I don't know you you can't give up on, on someone after year one really I know I know that happened to Josh Rosen. Um, there's a bit of difference between Josh Rosen and Tua, I think. But it's not like Tua was bad. He wasn't bad. He, wasn't he was bad. just average. Yeah. He was. He, yeah. he didn't play like the second best quarterback in the draft, but there was enough there that it wasn't a disaster, and he had nothing to nothing to play with. They're now giving him something to play with. They've got a really extensive coordinator for a reason as well. It's not yeah. just him. It's not, you know what I mean? Like they didn't have the players. They didn't have the coordinator who was doing the, the right scheme for him. I, I reckon it'll be a massive leap this year. I'm not saying it'll be great, but it'll be good. Yeah, and also it's not necessarily a negative. It's a smart thing to do. If a top-tier quarterback goes on the market, you should find out what his price is. Even if you don't ever think you're going to push the buzzard, you find out how much it's going to cost you because you might be pleasantly surprised and go, well, we have to. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, and there are, there are other things involved in that. Um, but yeah, they, they, would have, they would have definitely checked out him and maybe considered the draft. But you can't tell me there's anyone that they could have got to that is categorically better than Tua. No. I'm, uh, we touched on it a couple of weeks ago. It was, it was something we talked about in terms of how forgiving NFL fans can be in comparison to fans of other sports. And Tua's right in a really interesting spot because, he, you know, we, there was all the factors last season, his injury coming into the, to the league and COVID and pre-season. But it's going to be interesting to see what the reaction is this year because he has got a ridiculous set of weapons to play with there you can have no complaints with who his options are so it'll be interesting to see what the fans sort of respond with this time does feel like there's a level of uh expectance to him to step up and that that could be difficult that's a hard thing to play to isn't it i mean he did like you say i don't think he was that bad in year one yeah, unfortunately for him justin herbert hit the ground running had a, a crazily good season for a, a rookie quarterback and on top of that obviously so did um Oh, what's his name? <laughs> My brain's gone. I've got COVID. I haven't. I don't know who you're talking about. Number one overall pick. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah. <laughs> they both obviously hit the ground running and had fun. Well, you know, they were doing well. Obviously, Joe got injured. But I think that made his job harder anyway. Even if he actually was a bit better than he ended up being, naturally, he would still look completely weak compared to them two. So I just think all that happened and he didn't have the weapons. I think 
even without all the other stuff, I think he would have improved next year anyway. Mm. But you're right, he's got the weapons now. There shouldn't be any, hopefully there won't be no issues with that, even with Will Fuller, if he didn't end up playing like six or seven games, they've got other weapons too. So I think the offense takes a massive step forward. The defense is quite young and that shows some signs last year. They've got rid of a couple of people, but they brought in more younger people. They're not afraid to get rid of people. So he's setting his own president there. Um, so yeah, I generally think they will be good. And I think the, the Jets are still too bad. We'll, we'll obviously get onto them in a minute, but I think the Jets are still there to be had, let's face it. The Patriots, this has been probably their last opportunity before they become fairly good, you'd like to think from their point of view. I still think they're going to be trickier than people give them this year, but this is probably their last chance to try and do them over. So I think just from that alone, it's probably three wins at least. So I do think 10, 11 wins are definitely doable. And I think instead of like last year, where it was a bit of a surprise, this year is a little bit of expectance. But I think they will get to 10-11 wins and they get to the playoffs. I mean, their defence, is I think it's better than all right. I think it's legit. And the thing that they've got for them is they are a point-scoring defence. And that just makes your entire life so much easier when you're playing the sport. If your defence can pick up seven points, it's like that's... If I was a Giants fan, that's half of our score last season, pretty much, in one play. So, yeah. Um, Did you say if I was a Giants fan? <laughs> No, I don't think so. Oh. Did I? I you did. Know. Did I think I said as a Giants fan. Oh, maybe. I thought you said if I was a Giants fan. The, the same thing remains. We all know. <laughs> so it might have been a Freudian slip. But yeah, um, I think you're on the right lines. I think 10 wins. would, mm. And they'll get playoffs from that as maybe winning the division, but probably a wild card. Just the thing before, is... Yeah, go on. I, I was just thinking there and I was listening to what James was saying and I don't think that Tua needs to make a leap necessarily. I think if he plays the, exactly as he did with better weapons and the, 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 the whole franchise being a year further on, mm. I think that's enough to get them over the line and win, yeah. and win some more games. That's fair. There you go. Bookmark that episode, Dolphins fans. I hope they get no wins. Oh, and Tua is the flop that some people are making him out to be. And I would I like, like to just, Tua. <laughs> would like to just add, if you look at their schedule, they're at New England week one. Now, that's a flip of a coin for me, especially being at New England. They should win, but I did actually back them last year to win and they got hammered. Then they're at the Buffalo, so they're playing the Bills. Then they've got an easy game at the Raiders. That's a win. But then they've got the Colts and the Bucks. If, if the Colts are fairly good, they could easily be one or four there. I mean, obviously, they could beat the Bucks. I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, going with the tough. They've got three really tough games and one tough against the Patriots. That could easily be a terrible start. And if that happens, then you just know what it'll be like. They've got one and four, two. That would be an interesting recipe. But I mean, it gets easier after that. But one and four is a hard thing to come back from. So yep. interesting, interesting schedule. Well, I tried. Um, just before we move on. I'd... I need to pour myself a drink and I wanted to explain to the people listening what the sound was in case they thought it was something else. So bear with me. He's been sitting like that for ages. <laughs> you know. He wanted to explain himself. He's so thirsty. So, that's done. Um, moving oh. on. Jets. Jets. What is the drink? The drink. This is, um, uh, it's called Kingpin Rising. It's very nice. It's, uh, it's got a bit of a grape, grapefruit and mango flavour going on. I, I know we're on a podcast, so I shouldn't really talk to you guys about things that we discussed off podcast. But my beer 52 still hasn't arrived. 
Really? Well, yeah. we spoke a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Oh wow, so that's yeah. been stolen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Someone, like they've definitely left it on our doorstep, and someone's gone. That's beer. Do you know what? Talk about doorstep. So with the beer fifty-two thing, I did actually. I need to have a shower with kids. You don't get to choose. It was a, that was my chance. So they literally texted me saying it was going to come between I think two and five. It got to about ten to two when they texted me, and I thought, well, I'll need to go for a shower. So I chose for it to be left on my front door, thinking if the door goes, they'll leave it there. So I went and have a shower. It was only ten minutes. My youngest downstairs. My young, like my daughter, being in bed. So quickly have a shower, and obviously in the meantime, just finished. I heard the door go. So my son's like, oh, door. I was like, don't worry, just leave it, leave it. So anyway, I managed to get the towel. The door kept banging and banging and banging. It went on for like two minutes. So I went and managed to sort of get like top and shorts on. Got down there and she wouldn't leave it on the doorstep. She said, well, I can't just leave it on the doorstep. I was like, well, everyone Why else. Why is that an option? Why is that an option then? Why is it an option for one? But two, like when I don't choose it as an option, it gets left on the doorstep. <laughs> so yeah, talking about that. So luckily mine didn't get stolen, but I actually wanted it to be left there and they didn't. <laughs> and then just to clarify there, if you listen back, James wasn't saying that he has a shower with kids. <laughs> he wasn't saying he doesn't. Though. That sentence, James. <laughs> a quick move on. Uh, the Jets, Jets, Jets. No winning season since 15. Gase has gone. Yay. Consensus being they did a very good job in the draft. I think we've talked about that in our post-draft reaction. Um, overall... Does their kind of the improvements they've made already on paper, if you like, just raises the interest level in the entire division because you've got you now haven't got that team who necessarily just cut adrift last year completely. I wouldn't be surprised if they were cut adrift. Really, I I don't think that they will be, but if they were four games in and over four, I wouldn't be particularly surprised. Um, it's not like they've got a quarterback who. Is there to sort of shepherd the way, and then they got him. This is sort of throwing someone in at the deep end um, with a team that won one game last year when they shouldn't have. So, like, <laughs> it's not an easy situation, and they've got promising young talent, but they're not necessarily NFL ready. So, I, I, I just think that they're still probably a bit far off in that division, and the other teams will be looking at the Jets and thinking that should be two wins. Mm. Yeah, I think it's an, it's an intriguing thing. They had a good draft. They've got made some good signings, and it's definitely going looking up again. But it's there's too many holes, and like Paul sort of said, they're young. And when they're young, it usually takes a year or two, and you're sort of working out who's you're going to keep, who you're not going to keep. And I think they're in that situation. I think some people are slightly overemphasizing the coaching move. We we know he's a likable guy. He's great. He's fun. He's enthusiastic, and I think he will do well. But this is his first job as a head coach, as far as I'm aware. So that's not easy steps to, to make. So all of that as a combination, they're like a three or four win team, I think. But it's one of those, if he hits the ground running as a head coach and he gets everyone on his page and they all get, you know, infused, you just don't know. Zach Wilson smashes it. Uh, it could be a five, six, maybe a seven win team if it all clicks, but I doubt it. Personally, I just don't see it. I think it'll be, there'll be a couple of easy wins on his schedule that they've got to play like the Jack, like the Jags potentially. Um, the Eagles, that's an easy one, isn't it? Um there's a couple of opportunities there to get two or three easy wins, but I think outside that, they'll do well to win maybe more than one in their own division. So I think if they hit any more than four, I think that's a successful season for a new head coach. Yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe not expecting that huge leap, but is it a bit, I guess, Paul, going back to last week when we talked about the Bengals, a bit like them in that, you know, a, an improvement in wins alone, people will take that 
for the improvement in wins and an improvement in sort of viewing the sport. Mm. Like you want to see something, you want to see a glimpse of talent and a glimpse of winning mentality and things like that. If the, if the wins don't come, the wins don't come, and that only means that you can add more talent next year when your draft picks better. But you don't want to look like a team that's set to lose every week. Yeah, yeah, you just want to see a bit of fight. Um, and you want to see some closer games. You know, for these guys, it's frustrating losing. But if you end up going 2-14 again, for instance, for the Jets, but if they end up being losing by less than seven points in most of those games, and there's a bit of fight, that's a completely different 2-14 to the, the, you know, the embarrassment of last year, let's face it. I'm not even sure how they won two games. We've kind of discussed it. So I don't, I do think they win more than two this year. But at the same time, if they go 0-6 in their own division, but they're competitive that's a massive step forward mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter about the wins for the Jets I know some people might be holding out for six or seven wins but you can get like seven wins like the Patriots so that wasn't pretty I'd rather have a 2-14 and 14 and see a massive development as the season goes on and you're competing because you, they're building to the future they're two three years away before they're even getting successful so they, just it's like, say, like Paul said just some improvement a bit of gut is what you want really I'm interested to see what happens with um, Jameson Crowder. I was talking to uh, Rich, who we know is a Jets fan, a couple of days ago about him because I was just about to pull the trigger on him in a draft that I was doing uh, with in the 16th round. Uh, he was still sitting there. Understandably, people are not really sure what's going on, but I mean, I, you know, obviously there's, there's financial implications of whether he stays or not. I think they were talking 10 million. Mm-hmm. Is what it's going to cost, but an extremely nice pickup for somebody if he does go. I think performed really well last season. I think if he can be a non-main guy, just a bit piece, he's a great bit piece. I think the things you mentioned. I don't know much about how much his cap is, but I do think it is high. One, I don't understand why the Jets are worried about it. They're like miles under the cap, as far as I know. Why not just keep him if you generally believe he's going to help you? But um, yeah. He is a good. I like him. I really do. But his, his injuries are a little bit of a concern. Um, and if it is ten million, that's a lot for him. Yeah, I think. it is. I think, I think unless you're like a, a Jacksonville who probably could do with someone like him and can afford it, I'm not sure who he goes to as a contender as such because they haven't mm. got the money for it. But I I agree with him. I picked him up last year, and I think the ten games he played in, he was always he was still a big influence even with Sam Darnold. So he made Sam Darnold look good. I happily pick him up in the 16th round because he'll give you a few good games, whatever happens. I do love Jameson Crowder. I think he's, he's a reception machine, isn't he? He's, like he's actually he, he, he probably had games where he's only got 40 yards, but he's won you games. Yeah, he'll get you seven catches for that 40 yards. Yeah, I do like him a lot. Oh, Fair enough. Right, let's finish it up then with the Bills um, making up this division. Came up a game short of the Super Bowl last season. Um, I have this thing, when I was looking back over this, I was thinking we we certainly talked about it going into the season, about how they were a really mean defensive unit. Um, <laughs> when, you look, when you look back, um, 14, 16th in terms of total points allowed. I don't know. I mean, we've got, for our lack of knowledge, we have have brought in a bit more of an expert on this one, Elvis, with the Bills discussion. I've been uh, here the whole time. <laughs> not Paul, but Paul has joined us for this segment. Um, Mark, nice to have you back on. Tell us all about what happened to the Bills last season. Yeah, nice to be on, Andy. Um, 
Yeah, it was a it was a, a bit of a roller coaster season because I think we had the, the the division sewn up, and then it came down to the uh, the last couple of weeks really with uh, Miami challenging to get a playoff place, and and when the Bills did get there, um, we managed to keep that momentum going with the with the game uh, with Miami, and um, so yeah, it, it, we did we sort of kept that consistency going, but the, the pass rush was. Pretty poor, as you say. It was sixth, ranked sixteenth. Um, and I think the the draft picks this year have um, really emphasized that fact that we needed to. I mean, the the, the draft choice, Roslo, I think you say it, Gregory um, Roslo, defensive end. Uh, he, he was our first choice in. So you know, it proved that we've got all the offensive weapons, apart from maybe a, a good running back. But then we've got um, not much of a running game apart from Josh Allen. So. <laughs> I think Paul Paul's always said that we, we do need a running game to win a Super Bowl. Um, I don't think we will win a Super Bowl because of that same reason. Um, I think we'll win our division this year. Um, I think the Patriots will be closer. Uh, I think Miami won't be yet. And the Jets, I think, are just they're two or three years away from challenging. So it makes it easier for us. Um but a great season, yeah. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the season. And um, Josh Allen, I think everyone is recognising he is a superstar now. He was a good draft pick. We're um, exciting. And it was a shame that we lost. I, I thought KC would actually walk the Super Bowl, to be honest with you. I thought they'd absolutely destroy um, the Bucks, And they didn't. So, yeah, we, we didn't lose to the champions. We just lost to the, uh, the nearly champions. So. Hopefully this year. I do think that this was our chance, though. I don't think we're going to potentially go any further this year than right. maybe to come to the final. Yeah, and I think that's you, you can't demand too much. As a, as a Bills fan, you haven't won playoff game in God knows how many years. So mm. last season was a success, a relative success. Um, yeah. But we've going back to the original point about the defence being poor, I just don't think the way they played helped them. They were they they missed a few guys and had a few injuries. Still some top guys, but the when you're not running the ball, um, the defense were on the pitch an awful lot. Yeah, yeah. even even when you're successful. So when you, when you're throwing the ball, when you're throwing the ball, it's a case of if you score a touchdown, it only takes three or four minutes, and if you don't, it, it takes less. So it's going to be tough for the for the defense to put up great numbers, but. They won lots of games. I think they I also think done a lot of good business in the in the in the off season. The keep keeping, you know, it's the fourth successive year of the the three main coaches, and that's consistency. A lot of teams don't get. I think that's part of the success, the building of the last three years going into the fourth year, um, and we've still got them same three coaches now, and they are the envy of a lot of NFL teams. Mm-hmm. The re-signing of Matt Milano, you know, he's one of my favourite players, as you know, Paul. Anyway. Yeah. And um, getting him back or re-signing him, uh, it all points to successful season. But I don't see us achieving any more than we did last year. I think there'll be stronger teams. Unfortunately, a lot of people you know, are tipping us to win it this year, but a lot of people that don't know that much about the NFL, and people that know, <laughs> people that know a lot more, are saying, you know, that was there. Not one chance, but would they go any further? Have, have they progressed? Probably not. Well, I, don't Josh, Josh Allen, I don't think he can get any better. That's no, that's, that's one of the problems. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that is... He's, he played his best season last season. 
I'm not saying he can't do the exact same thing this season, but he ain't going to improve. So you, no. you're relying on other places to improve, and it has to be a run game. I like Zach Moss. I did before last season. And from what I saw of him, it was pretty good, but you just don't see a lot. So maybe we'll see a bit of an upgrade this season. This is... We've just been talking haven't we, about the Patriots running back <coughs> situation being really hard to work out. This isn't far behind it. Um, into, you've got Moss, you've got Singletree. They've added Matt Breda in yeah. the agency. I mean, somebody asked asked me the question while we were drafting at the weekend and said, you know, anybody know who's going to be starting running back for for the Bills because they're all still it's available. Hard. Yeah, Josh Allen. Well, they, well, they all, they, all, they. I think the fact of the matter is, all three of them will get a go. But it'll be a, it won't be a big go. It'll just be when Josh Allen needs a rest from running. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you should draft any of them particularly high. But out of them three, I'd take Moss first. Yeah. No, I had Moss last year. He didn't do me many favours. No, but he was he did have injuries. It's his first season. He had a broken up season. So I think and that's the thing. He was a you know, mid-round pick. I generally think he he's the type that comes on more second or third year of his career. I, I think he he showed enough last year for me to think he'll be actually a very good, solid running back. And I think he will get the edge when it comes to more touches. But it is a, it is a bit of a worry. I'm, I'm still surprised they didn't go down that route. But at the end of the day, they obviously back themselves. But I think for me, the reason why I'm a little bit worried about the Bills, I think you're right. I think playoffs, probably winning the division... To get to a championship game is incredible. I mean, we, we shouldn't knock that. To be one of only four teams is an incredible achievement. So I think you're right. I think to get there again would be a great achievement. I don't know if you will. But no. I do think you're one of the stronger teams in the NFL for sure. I just think it's the defence you've made. You've done some good moves. And the, the draft's definitely going to help that going forward. But whether some of that hits straight away might take a year or two sort of thing. So... I think you're right. Last year, we was, I was, certainly was really high on the Bills' defence. I feel for the last two or three years, they've been really, like, a fairly good defence, to be honest. So last year, the first half of the season, it just didn't feel like the same Bills' defence, but injuries was a big part of that. I think Paul made a good point, actually, about how the offence plays. It's very go-deep. It works sometimes, doesn't. So then, obviously, the defence might come on for three or four quick goes, like quick drives, and that's really hard as a defence. So I think the fact they've got players hopefully come back fit and healthy this year, they've made some changes... They might improve on that front, then it might be different. Um, and I do like where they're going, but I think you're right. I think probably win the division, maybe win a playoff game, but to try and get to the championship might be, or certainly get into the Super Bowl might be one step too much. But who knows? You never know. Definitely one of the better teams. Yeah, I mean, and we are, you must admit, probably one of the best, most entertaining sides to watch mm-hmm. because yeah. the defense do give up points and their offense score a lot of points. So, in that respect, but I agree with what you just said there that the um, the last few years it's been the Bills' defense that has been people talking about, and they did look a bit too. They looked a bit um, what's the word raggedy last year. Looked a, they relied on White so much, and yeah. you can't. I don't think defenses can do that. When they was on a, when you when you had the great um, Baltimore Ravens defense, yeah, they relied on one person, but they the other players they had in that defense. Was supporting him. I didn't see it so much for White this year. No. Yeah. Well, we um, we put the question out there earlier on Twitter about this division, and we asked for some <clears throat> feedback about who people thought were going to win the division. So we go through some of the responses that we had. Um, <clears throat> all but one 
have said that the Bills will win the division. Uh, DB replied to say that Bills are the obvious answer, but he's actually tipping the Dolphins. Um, James Birchall, who is a Dolphins fan, said Bills will top the division. You can't look past them, barring any major injuries. The Dolphins will finish second, continue their um, improvement. Pat's third. He's got the Bills 13 wins, Dolphins 11 wins. Um, Phil Swain said that the Bills are easy favourites, most complete team. Uh, his hot take is the Pats finish bottom, despite their free agent signings. Uh, Dave Camfield, who's a Dolphins fan, also said, happy to admit Bills are favourites. Do think the Dolphins finish second and make the playoffs. And Jordan Merritt said Bills to win the division, but Allen doesn't hit the 2020 heights, as Paul said. Mm. Mm. Yeah, actually, um, Mark, one thing, I'd, maybe as as this podcast likes to do, you did sound like you were a bit low on the Dolphins fan. I don't know if maybe most people were saying you, you don't think they're quite there. Because you said the, the Friends mm. of the Patriots you think will do better than maybe some people give. I do, yeah. I think the Patriots will finish second. I think they'll, they'll win 10 games. Uh, people can't write them off because they've got Bill Belichick. You know, he knows what he's doing. Mm. Whereas the Dolphins, to me, they looked good for about six weeks last season. And even after that, I didn't see much from them. And I, I do think they, they got some good players and I think they will come come good possibly the year after. But I think it's too soon for the Dolphins. The people got a bit carried away with their team last year, saying, oh, this is it. They're going to get to the playoffs and... Well, I mean, we destroyed them in that playoff game, the last playoff game, and we had nothing to play for. Yeah, as I say, you didn't even have, like, compared to the Dolphins, you didn't have a lot to play for. So either the pressure got to them and you was in a great place, but I was shocked. I put money on the Dolphins winning that game because they needed to win it and you didn't. But, Dolphins you know, favourites. The Dolphins were the, were the favourites with the spread, which I yeah. found ridiculous. But I know why, obviously, because they thought the Bills would drop a lot of their players and yeah, didn't have to play for, but they choked. No one helped about that being a Bills fan. <laughs> <laughs> Just one other thing, Mark. Like looking at the schedule, um, you've got the Steelers week one at home. You've got the Dolphins at the Dolphins week two. You've got Washington at home. Then you've got the Texans, which we might as well just give you the win for that one. <laughs> but then you've got the Chiefs in Kansas City. So, obviously, we don't really know what the Steelers are going to look like, but that's going to be a tough matchup. I'd, I'd expect you to win that, but that's tough. You've got the Dolphins. That should be tough. Washington could be tough. I mean, how do you see those first sort of five games going? Obviously, the Texans, I'd imagine you're going to win. <laughs> Maybe I should, yeah. but I imagine you will win. Is it the Steelers? Where is he in Pittsburgh? You're at home for that one. I, I think that, that you can't underestimate the influence of the, of the Bills Mafia. I just think that the, a home crowd in Buffalo is massive. Yeah. I know it is for a lot of teams, but I look at the teams like Paul's team, the Giants, you know, I don't think they're, I think it goes against them, their home crowd, a lot of the time. Um, they don't have a crowd, they normally support the other team, don't they? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of teams that, like Seattle, they feed off the crowd, Green Bay, yeah, Pittsburgh, yeah. and Buffalo are up there with that, considering we haven't had the success of some of them teams, and I think that's big, I, th- I think we'll beat the Steelers, I don't think they're that good, the Steelers, anyway. I think last year, when they was going unbeaten, and I thought they had a lot of luck on their side. I don't feel that good. I think it'll be, I think, four and one out of that lot, to be honest with you. Fair enough. I think we'll, I think we'll lose to Kansas in, 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 in okay, Casey in Kansas, because yeah. I think they potentially could win the Super Bowl again this year. I think they will bounce back. Yeah, they've got, they've got a point to prove, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. 
That's fair. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, you could easily go for one. It's tough, but I think you could easily do that. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't think Washington, I think Washington, that division's going to get better this year, but it, it can only get better from being absolutely rubbish, can't it? <laughs> um, uh, Washington won that, and I just think first year without being called the Redskins, I, th- I just thought that was destiny for them to, to win that division. This year, I don't think, I think this Dallas will be stronger because of Zach being back. I think the Giants will definitely be stronger. Uh, Philadelphia won't be any weaker. So I, I think it would be tougher for Washington anyway this year. I think, though, is there a way all four teams can win six games or seven games? Because I don't, I don't... think, close. I, I think, I think that um, yourself and uh, uh, Dallas will, will dominate that division this year. With I just think we're not talking about that division, obviously. Um, but it's one, it's one of the few divisions where the, the divisional games will probably be spread out amongst us. Like there will, I don't think anyone. If you took just our divisional records, I reckon we'd all be around about the, the three and three mark. So it's, yeah. it's always yeah. tough to call. Whereas the division like yours, you I know Andy tried to say, tried to get us to admit that the Jets are more involved, but they're just not. Um, no. So it makes your division a bit easier to call. The Jets, they've been rubbish my whole life. To be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, before the, the year I was born, they was quite good apparently, but um, <laughs> they, they've been rubbish for quite a while. The Jets and um, yeah, I know they say every dog has its day, but I can't see the Jets having it for a long time. Well, Mark's given us his uh, prediction there. Obviously, going with the Bills. Before we move on, James, Paul, same from you. Bills. Yeah, I think they'll. I think they'll win the division. I think. Yeah. I think they'll win it fairly unconvincingly. I don't think it'll be like last season where they're a red. I agree. Team. I agree. I, we won't run away with it. No. They'll. They'll win, and that's as far as it will go. It will. going to be tougher, uh, you know, and the Patriots are going to be stronger, so it is going to be more difficult. It's one of might rely on the defense. I think they might rely on the defense this year. A few more games. Possibly. I think so too. I think I think you're going to see a bit more of the Bills team of like two or three years ago. I think the yeah Allen's going to be still good. The offense has moved on. It's a good offense, but yeah. maybe it's more good than great this year. I, the hard thing for me is I don't really see the Dolphins getting less than eight wins, and, I, and it just depends on the Patriots. I I agree with Mark in the sense they won seven last year. We've only just said how how bad that team was, and how did yeah. they even win seven? So the fact they've actually got some weapons and they are progressing, they've got a second year with some of these players from last year. Yeah, I, you could easily see them going to nine wins, potentially. If it all clicks, we just don't know. And if that happens, then the Bills, yeah, they might end up just about getting 10. Yeah. But I think I think you probably get 11 and you win the division by two. But yeah, that's fair. It's, it's a hard one. I think this is a lot closer than people think. I think the Patriots are sneakily good outsiders for it. And I think the Dolphins are in the mix too. But going back to the Patriots, then we discussed them. But how can you... How many teams who transition between quarterbacks in a season get playoffs Tom Brady and um, New England Patriots there aren't many though no there isn't no but if I think the Patriots are a completely different team you can't I think if there's one team you could go they could probably go two and two drop Cam Newton Matt Jones comes in and be, becomes this fairly good starter that's the sort of team that will happen maybe but I just feel like for Matt Jones the for Matt Jones to come in sooner you have to win. You have to lose more games, and then it's a tough uphill battle. And also, we don't know how good Mac Jones is. It's not like he's going to go no. and definitely win you games. I just don't. I just don't see 
Cam Newton as a Patriots fit either. It, I just, it doesn't click with me. I mean, they just drafted Mac Jones, the, comp- I I don't, the anti-Cam Newton. Exactly. So that's why I could. I never quite work out why Cam Newton cheap. I think was it was there. just cheap. It was just a money yeah. saver. No one else would do it for that money, so they just got. What the way Cam Newton plays, I don't think he's ever going to have a going to have a long, long career in, no. in the NFL. You know, it was the same with Randall Cunningham years ago for the Eagles. I don't know if you guys remember that, do you? But uh, well, I, was, I know, uh, I know what he was like, but I don't. He was a running, he was a running quarterback for the Eagles, and, and his career was short. Yeah. But, I think that's the thing. That's what we come back with some of our... For me, I, I prefer a pocket passer. I always have because longevity being the main thing. So, not because of Tom Brady. This comes back to like James Winston, even even though we know what he was like. But I prefer that style because, yeah, all right, it's fun and great, but how long does it last? Like, I, Josh Allen, he's got enough about his game that he can throw the ball, and he, as he progresses, he won't run as much. Same with Russell Wilson. He made that adaption as he got older. Someone else in this league that I don't like hating on him, but me and Paul definitely agree on, is Lamar Jackson. And I feel like 80% of his game is built around his speed and running. But he will he yeah. make that adaption? I don't see it to being a good throwing passer who can just run a little bit. I don't see it. But that's another debate. Look at that. You need to be more like Daniel Jones. He I must just say, Josh Allen, though, to me, he's got both. He, he can run, yeah. and he has got the arm as well. If he can continue to do both in the same consistency, is another question. I feel but, the same about mine. I feel the same about my QB. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Josh, yeah, at, least, at least Josh Allen finishes his run. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've done the divisional stuff there, but, I mean, really, Mark, you know the reason we got you on. Um no. You've told you've told us you have a little story to tell us all before we wrap it up, so it's over to yeah. you. It's a, it's a brief story. Um, years ago, uh, where I worked, they they ran a comp- one of our suppliers ran a competition to uh, go to any sporting event in the world, and I entered it not thinking I was going to win, and it was an all expenses paid trip to see the Buffalo Bills. Now, of course, I could have gone to the Australian Grand Prix, could have gone to, but I thinking I wasn't going to win, I chose Buffalo. Um, so yeah, so me, Paul and, uh, my wife got the tickets and took the plane over to, uh, to Buffalo, Niagara, um, nice hotel tickets for the game. Uh, we, um, at the morning of the game, there's a, a Buffalo Bills field house next to the stadium, which, um, it's got all things for kids and, uh, and everything else, you know, like stalls from radio, New York and everything else selling shirts. And we're walking around and Paul, being six years of age, who is Eric Mould's top on, um, runs off. So I say, Paul, Paul, come back. And someone comes out, me, you're not from round because they don't get tourists in Buffalo. If you go to Buffalo, you're only going for wings or, or you're visiting Niagara Falls, nothing in between. So there was no other voices apart from American voices. So we told him the story, won this competition. He said, oh, I'm, I'm from Radio New York. Can I do a piece on you tomorrow morning? So I said, yeah, what do you want to know? He said, oh, I just want to, you know, um, give you a ring, ask about the game, what you thought of it, the concept compared with football in your country and everything. I said, yeah, great. So I gave him the hotel room uh, and the number, uh, went to the game, uh, thoroughly enjoyed the game. I won't dwell on the game too much. The Bills uh, lost, but uh, there you go. 48, was it 42 or something like that? I oh, know, I think it was 50, 40 something. Yeah, it was a ridiculous game. It was, yeah. it was amazing. The Raiders, um, Raiders won, I think. Yeah, Raiders won. Jerry Rice 
scored two touchdowns. In that old was the man. Year they went to the Super Bowl, wasn't it? No, no, I don't ah. think it was the year. It was the year. It was the year that their quarterback was MVP. Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon. Yeah. Rich Gannon. Yeah. The most forgettable one. MVP of all time. Yeah. If they, I think it was the next, I think it was the following season. It might have been. Do you know what? You might be right. It might be the season they won the Super Bowl because no, I didn't win they, it. They lost. To, they lost to the Bucks. Sorry. Oh, did they? And, <laughs> and, yeah. I will. I will. I actually predicted. Well, I'll tell you who I predicted doing a bit. Anyway, carry on with the story first because it is linked to that. Um, <clears throat> so yeah. So um, it, I'm, we're walking out of the um, walking out of the field house, and a guy comes up to me and says. My name's Denny Lynch. I'm the director of archives at Buffalo Bills. Um, what are you doing tomorrow? So I said, well, we're going back uh, Tuesday, back to England. He says, uh, if I get a limo to your hotel, can I take you to the Buffalo Bills Monday quarterback club? What? I said, what's that? So we just rerun the game, talk about it for a bit, and you can have a meal. Said, yeah. And this has nothing to do with the competition. This is just the fact that <laughs> this guy from Radio New York had told Denny Lynch to, that I'm there. And he, he spotted us. So anyway, watched the game. Got, he actually the limo. He, he actually took us back to the hotel in another limo that after the game because he said it'd be a bottleneck. So he might as well just go in a limo. Again, nothing to do with this competition win. Um, they pick us up. I do. I do the piece uh, uh, all over New York State live on the radio, telling them my story about how the game was and everything else. And um, then the the limo picks us up and takes us to the um, ice hockey stadium in Buffalo where the Sabers play. And above it is a conference center. And um, we walk in this room and everybody's in suits. And there's Paul with his colouring book. There's me with like jeans, <laughs> shorts, or whatever jeans. There's my wife thinking, what's going on here? <laughs> um, so sit us down at this table. And I noticed that on our table, we're right near the front. So this is a bit bizarre. So then I noticed on the top table, there's Ralph Wilson, the owner of the Bills. There's former players. Kent Hull was there. Um, and the mayor of Buffalo's there. So we have the meal. They show this... Um, show the game and then they start doing these talking about the game afterwards and, spe- and doing speeches and they said we got a very special guest here today all the way from <laughs> London, mark arthur and his family he's now going to come up and tell us his story and it's oh, like 150 200 people in this room it's just bizarre and i'm up there telling you know ralph wilson's asking me where his team's going wrong what do you need and i said you need some you need a better offensive line you know <laughs> it was just bizarre we're getting photographs taken with him kent hole said if i'm ever in mississippi come and visit him and it was just it was just bizarre and all, all literally because of this competition win and i think if it had been in, been in any other um team if it'd been the new york giants or the miami dolphins i don't think it wouldn't have it wouldn't have made a difference to buffalo I mean, we even got a tour of the tailgate, you know, it was, and the taxi driver uh, that picked us up, takes us to the airport, said, hey, I heard you on the radio, you know, don't get many tourists around here, you know, it was like, it was just amazing. Your autograph, Mark, is what you're trying to tell (laughs) me. Oh, yeah, I mean, I was on the Buffalo Bills website when we came back, (laughs) you know, it was just, it was just just weird, wasn't it, Paul? How much do you really remember, though, Paul? I remember it happening. I don't, I don't think I remember the The sort of. The scale of it, no, like as a six. I don't remember the game. I don't remember. I remember that. the. I remember the game. I remember being quite high up, um, and I don't think I really understood it. I can't. Yeah, it's very vague. I remember the tailgate, and I remember being in that meeting, that that big room. Um, but I don't think I honestly. Green, green tomato ketchup. With yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, I do. There are bits, but yeah, I just the, yeah, the gravity of the whole thing didn't really kick in. I, yes. I can imagine Paul um, probably doesn't drop this, but so it was Paul running off that basically made this happen, really. Because if you hadn't shouted in your English accent, people might not have grab- gathered you from England. That's exactly what happened because none of this was connected to the competition win at all. This was just all because of the competition win. Yeah. And the fact that he'd run off, I even mean, he was running off to go and play one of the little interactivity things they had, you know, and that's how it all kicked off. And, and what I was going to say about Denny Lynch, when I came back, he kept in contact with me uh, about how, you know, the Bills were doing, we was doing rubbish. And at the, the end of December, he emailed me and asked me my prediction for the Super Bowl. And I said that the Raiders and the Bucks would be in the Super Bowl and the Bucks would win. The only time I've ever predicted that and got it right. So wow. have you still yeah, got... Have you still got evidence of that? Because that's a big, big shout. <laughs> well, was you in six? So what's that? That's about four years ago. So, uh, <laughs> there, were, there probably is an email somewhere on my computer to Denny saying that. But um, yeah, it's it was it was it was a great day, and and it was nearly um, the game to be honest with you. It was just, I, it sort was of spiraled. Yeah, I was just thinking about it and trying to remember some things, and I had one memory just came to my head. And it's quite funny, given this podcast and what we speak about, but did I get a, an American football from the mall and it did it have the Steelers badge on it? Yes. Yes, it did, yeah. Oh, that's where it all stems from. Yeah. I just remember, I was like, I remember getting a ball and for some reason the Talking Steelers... When you was in that mall, you got, you got lost, didn't you? He ran off he again. Six. He ran off again. <laughs> the second time. And, he, but he, and we was, me and my wife was obviously... <laughs> Not very uh, happy, but he went straight to the security guard and they, they announced his name over the uh, pod. I wanted, to, I wanted to be a celebrity. Could you, um, <laughs> could you just tell everyone I'm here? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was a great it was a great trip, and we saw saw Niagara Falls, and we, we we had some we had some wings in Buffalo, and yeah, it was a good time. That's incredible! Like, yeah, how does that happen? Yeah. Winning the competition and taking. And going to the Bills and all that is incredible. What happened after? Knock-on yeah. effect. It's just how that happened. It's just pure luck. Pure is, luck. The picture, is the picture of you and, you and what's his name still on the fridge? No. Me and, no. Me and uh, Ralph Wilson. I took it yeah. down as respect. He's dead. He died, didn't he? Oh, right. All oh, right. You, <laughs> you, you, put, you put it on the freezer, unbelievable. It's like it half marked. <laughs> <laughs> if... if if I can find that photo, I will send it on. I will tweet it or yeah, tweet it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks to your rod, though, Is that happened in any other state or any other team? Buffalo. Who goes to Buffalo? You're right. Like oh, as a tourist, oh. they don't get tourists, do they? Really, that much. Everywhere we, everywhere we ate. I mean, we went to a place called the Cracker Barrel the first night. Sat down. Waitress come over. As soon as she heard us talk, she, my God. What you're doing in Buffalo? He was like, don't get tourists. It's a is a it's a bit of a dump, really, Buffalo. To be honest with you. I mean, we you did. get that. You get that in America anyway, because they all go, do you know the Queen? And it's like, no. Yeah. I know England's small, but we don't all know the Queen. And I don't sound like I talk like the Queen. Um, no, so you're right. I think it's different when it's like out out of nowhere. So yeah, that's yeah, really. Cool. I like that story. It's it's, it's and it's uh, yes it's uh, it seems a long time ago now but it did seem a bit of a whirlwind while it was happening. You think really is this happening? You know I don't think Paul and my wife knew the gratitude who these people were, but of course me meeting Ralph Wilson for a start the owner, you know. Yeah, but, uh, Was you a bit nervous? You had to be nervous standing in front of like ex players and all these people. No, no. 
<laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I don't mind talking in front of people. I've been best man a couple of times at weddings and oh God. above me at all, you know. I reckon my dad squeezes being best man in weddings into 90% of his conversation. Well, I am a serial best manner, to be fair. My, mate, my mate's getting married in November and I'm disappointed I'm not best man. Because um, I did tell him I'm quite an expert, but, you know, he, he didn't Who, want me. Who's getting married? Brother. Nick, the bill's for him. Uh, <laughs> the yeah, other bill's yeah. <laughs> beat you in the fantasy league this year. Yeah, he's very, he's, that guy, if we ever need knowledge, actually, we should go to oh, him. Oh, he knows everything. He's, he's, he's a proper college, college man. Yeah, what? you should get him there one time. He's not on, like, Twitter or anything. I don't, I, I don't know how don't to access him. This isn't got just his... on Twitter, is it? <laughs> True. I've got, got his phone number, Paul. I'm going to say you're... Yeah, come on, on Paul. Him. I mean, I'm I in mean, a fantasy I'm league. It's a bit funny. Miles well. got the owner's number, but probably. <laughs> well, I did have at the time. Me and... me and, me and uh, Well, Kent. I was more close with Kent Hull, really. He's dead as well now. <laughs> he's, on the, he's on the freezer. <laughs> yeah, invited, invited me. Big, big fat bloke. Do you remember him, Paul Kent Hull? Nah, nah. I met the mayor of Buffalo when he, he big bloke with a gold chain around his neck. He was shaking her hands. No, no, no. I, I was six. Brilliant, love it. Oh well, I think that's it, fellas. <clears throat> I just have a quick one for yeah. the, the guys. Um, you know, we often have debates about the last time we had this debate was the knockdown ginger. Um, oh. situation where it's like different lingo for different oh. things and we're just into the radio the other day what did you call it when you could wear your own clothes to school dress down day dress down day what they still that call sounds, it that dress down day no, absolutely not they still call Muff- it that work. we have dress down day you have to put a pound in a pot dress down day right, that yeah, sounds muff- seductive cool. mufty day yeah, Mufti Day, yeah. That's what we called it, Mufti Day. Mufti Day? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like that comes from. You know what we called it? Oh, dear. Every day. This is the worst answer ever. Think of the most literal answer it could be. Your home clothes. Day. Home clothes day. They called it non-uniform day. Non-uniform oh, day, yeah. that's so dull. I'll say that, probably at secondary school, that probably was what they said, to be fair. Dress down day has been more since I've been working. The, the woman who brought it up on the radio said that she accidentally used to call it No Clothes Day. <laughs> no Clothes Day? Yeah. I remember that at school. No. <laughs> accidentally? <laughs> we used to call that PE Day when you used to do it. <laughs> right. We're done. Yes, it is very late. I, like, I normally go to bed at half nine, you know. He <laughs> actually does. It's worth staying up. To be honest, so much yes. weed. <laughs> yeah. That's been good. Thanks. I love the story. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. No, good luck with it. Getting very popular and a lot of people listening to it. So a whole I'm trying to 25 as much of you. <laughs> it's all your family, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Charlie, I mean, he's not done bad. He's been on there a couple of times. He's done well. Just about holding on to be position. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should get Nick on there if you can at some time, Paul, because he does know his football. His we'll, see. well, see, we'll, we'll, we have a busy schedule. I don't want him to take my place, but he knows more about the Bills. Than me. <laughs> he does. Right, gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. It's been good. Yep. Pleasure. Well, Speak soon, everyone. Go well. Cheers, gents. Bye. 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 Bye.